Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the book report with Allie and Rach. I'm Allie. I'm Rach. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out, uh, yeah, welcome back. We are Still excited. Haven't nailed that first part. Will so. we ever? It's an awkward thing to do. So yeah. I don't. I think it. It can just be weird. It can That's be fine. Weird. I'm okay with that. We'll we'll do it. This episode, we are discussing the invisible life of Addie Larue, which I will first say is a beautiful book. The outside, the actual visual aspect mm-hmm. of the book is one of my favorites that we've read so far. So when I get a book that's hardcover, which I don't mm-hmm. think this one has a a soft cover for it. Yeah, I don't think so. Is it called a soft cover? Why can't I, think I don't of know. Words tonight? A non-hard cover? A oh, paperback. Paperback. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> um, did you see this? So whenever no, I, I get a, a hardcover book, I immediately take off the cover because my dog loves paper and I have a toddler. And I don't want to mess up oh, it's the paper beautiful. cover, but that's what's at the end. That's what's on the book at the end it's of the beautiful. story. It's such a pretty cover. I, it also has a built-in bookmark, like a ribbon. Yes. Which I did dog ear one of the pages before I realized that. So apologies, Rach. But I know you also mm-hmm. bend the corners. No, I have my own copy. Wait, that's – no, that – oh, I I borrowed yours. No, I bought you one. Oh, well, I, oh, I'll Venmo you. I didn't realize you bought me one. I thought I was just borrowing yours. No, biggie. You bought me one. <laughs> Sorry, well, I bit the page of my own before I realized. If I hadn't told you that, you'd be in for like a real cluster when you're going to bed and you're like, she had her own, but mine is here. Yeah, I just thought, I thought I left that at your house for some reason when you brought it in. So I brought it in just good deal. Good Mm -hmm. deal. Uh, Yeah, so tonight we are drinking French 75s. Thanks to me. Thanks to Rach. I mean, I made the cocktail, but Rach is the one who was very adamant that we have to be drinking champagne. Allie said that champagne made her feel like shit, and I Mm. said that's true, but (laughs) But worth it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, French 75s are an ounce and three quarters, or an ounce and a half. Wait, what did I put in here? I feel like you measure with love. I followed the Bon Appetit recipe for this one. I didn't measure with my heart except on the simple syrup. But you put – it's gin and um, lemon juice and simple syrup. And you shake that up in a cocktail glass, put it into the glass, and then you top it with champagne or a sparkling white wine. Mm -hmm. And it is delightful. It is very refreshing. I feel like every drink we've made for this series, I think, this is my drink of summer now. I'm going to drink this. And I have yet to have a second one of any of the drinks we've made, but this is this is now my drink this of summer this week. Hangover girl summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. That doesn't make like a pretty sound when we clinked it. Let's try it one more time. That was better. I think oh, you have to hold the stem beautiful. and click it. So French 75s, because this book is set in, well, initially in in France in the late 1700s. Early 1700s. Early 1700s, France. Yeah, did you prepare like a summary? I kind of did in my head, but I didn't write it out. I didn't, but I'm happy to share it. So the summary is Adeline LaRue was, she wasn't born in the early 1700s. She's probably born in 1700. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make the timeline correct. And everyone in her small French village was destined to just grow up, marry mm-hmm. really young, have children, and continue on with your life and then die yeah and that was not the life for her and also she was born at the wrong time so her parents were really frustrated and when she turned 23 and she hadn't married yet her parents kind of sold her 
to a widowed man that already had children. Yeah, just kind of were like, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she runs off into the forest on the day of her wedding. And well, pre- before that, can we talk briefly about she's kind of befriended this older mm-hmm. lady in town. So everyone, it's a pretty Christian town except for this one old woman who kind of prays to the old gods and maybe does some mm-hmm. witchy stuff, which she will not classify as witchy because then you get burned at the stake. But she's befriended her, and the woman, war- the old woman warns her, don't pray to the gods that are gods of darkness, that are in, like, the deep woods. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of – she's one Don't of pray to characters. the old gods after old – uh. <laughs> old gods after dark. But – Adeline doesn't realize that it's becoming dark when she runs from her family the night of her wedding into, or the day of her wedding, into the woods. And she starts praying to whoever will answer. Mm-hmm. And it's daylight when she starts praying. And to her credit, yeah. she's so fervently not wishing that this is her life that she doesn't realize it's become dark. And then all of a sudden, a god appears that is the man of her dreams the man that she's been drawing the man that she pictures in her head as the man that just when you're a teenager you just she had this like dreamboat guy in her Mm -hmm. head and she had done sketches of him and that's Mm -hmm. who this spirit or god appears to her in the form of yeah and starts promising her lots of things about Mm -hmm. how she can run away and he can make that happen yeah so he grants her this life of not being attached to anyone where she can live the life she's always wanted to live. She can be free. She asks for complete freedom, right? Yes. And he's like, I can give you complete freedom in exchange for your soul, but you don't have to give me your soul until you're ready to be mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And she says, yeah, of course. That That's exactly what I want. And all she walks back to the village and no one knows who she is. Mm-hmm. So it's this. The first night was really sad when her parents have no recollection of her ever living. Mm -hmm. They don't recognize her when she tries to come home to them. She can't find refuge in anywhere in the town. And even when she goes to a house of the woman that had told her about the old gods, she realizes that it's no one remembers her. Mm -hmm. And that's like the freedom she gets is anonymity uh-huh. but the second anyone she's out of sight no one remembers her so it's not just that her parents don't remember her it's if she meets someone mm-hmm. and they turn their heads away and look back to her right or mm-hmm. like it's either sight or her presence if when they they forget her so yeah. she can meet someone and then they immediately forget her again yeah i felt like it's whenever they left the room and came back yeah maybe that's it they leave her presence mm-hmm. that nuance of how she's forgotten comes into play later in the story but the whole book just follows her life for until until 2014 I think is when the bulk of the story is in New York City where she finds herself in New York City and she is exploring the city which you find that she's been doing because she has this unlimited lifespan she yeah goes to a place it could be Louisiana or New Orleans or Paris and she explores every inch of that city yeah. so she knows every piece of it before moving on, which I loved that part yeah, of the story. Yeah, I did too. I love that she, like, she knew all these little like nooks and crannies like of every city. And, yeah. Oh, and she – okay, so she 
she ends up fleeing her hometown mm-hmm. and she goes to a larger city and then goes to Paris, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's really depressing in the beginning. She can't get by. She can't make money. It's during the revolution. Mm-hmm. During the French Revolution. She ends up uh, turning to sex work to get by. And then you start to follow her in kind of modern. De- oh, and the Luke is what she ends up calling mm-hmm. the L-U-C. Uh, Luke is what she ends up calling the the god the, the god, dark, god the dark, darkness or she'll or... call him like the darkness but mm-hmm. luke is his name he will come visit her occasionally he just like pops in so the only person who remembers her is this old god who kind of cursed her but he pops in throughout you know her wandering always comes predicted or it was she can predict yeah. on like the anniversary of her making the, the deal yeah that yeah the deal but he can come whenever, and you find out. I mean, throughout he does pop in mm-hmm. on some of her like worst moments. Yeah. But anyway, you in 2014, you find her in New York City, and she finds a bookstore that she's never been to before. So she pops in and she steals a book. She's so that's the only way she can really survive. Yeah, is because you're not going to remember. Things, her. So she'll no steal something. Her. She'll go in a dressing room and put clothes on and walk out. No one remembers that she ever walked in, so they don't question anything yeah. she's doing. You know. So she stole – it was like the Iliad in Greek. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, because we book we did. But <laughs> Throwback. She stole – or no, it was the Odyssey. Yeah. It was the Odyssey in Greek. And she stole it. And the person that was manning the bookstore runs out and says, you, are you just not going to pay for her. that? Yeah. And she's like, and also you're going to steal this old copy of the Odyssey in Greek? Of all the things of you could steal. Of all the steal. things you could steal. And she's just – flabbergasted she's like i can't believe do you remember me he's like of course i fucking do like you just walked out of my store yeah and at this point it's been 300 years of not being remembered and she just can't comprehend what's happening and so that's the summary of the story and i mean obviously she's drawn to this this boy and it, it goes on in their courtship, I guess you could say, and then their ultimate demise. But Yeah, and you figure out why he had also made a deal with this same mm-hmm. old god, and you figure that out. And their deals almost, like, cancel each other out. Yeah. He oh, – his deal is that he'll always be exactly what people need or want, that he'll be mm-hmm. loved. And so – He gets turned down. He, he asked his girlfriend to marry him, and she's yeah. like, no. And he's so depressed – he prays to this god after dark yeah or he prays to he just prays after, after dark, dark and this god answers luke answers yeah is and it so loose or luke i thought it was what well, i i think it's luke it's I've l-u-c I, she, and i know she, she refers to him as lucifer yeah that's why i just pronounce it, it loose in my luke. head it i wanted to, to be luke yeah so yeah their deals kind of cancel each other out and they are able to so she's I, I never really understood if she she was saw under him his as just curse. someone. No, she wasn't. She just saw so him she for never who he saw was. him as everything she needed. It was just the first person that remembered her. Yeah, and he was. I mean, he seemed like a catch. Like he seemed like a good guy, but other people saw him as like funny and smart and articulate and confident and handsome. And I think someone commented on six pack. Yeah, that met him, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to be known for that. all of this. Yeah. But yeah, everyone else saw him as the ideal of what they wanted at that one time. Not for who he was. Not for like what he was yeah. at that moment. So, and she did. And 
he remembered her. So. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's such a good – it's such an interesting concept. Do you want to make sure we're recording? Yeah, it's You're recording. Okay, yeah, okay, I was just cool. checking the time. So that's the gist. Mm-hmm. That's – I mean, yeah, that's the gist. It, go, it throws you for a loop at the end for sure. I wasn't expecting where it went. What is the boy's name? I feel like I just read this. Henry. Oh, Henry. God, Henry. Okay. The night that he makes this deal with – Luke, the dark god, he has his fiance or his girl, not his fiance, his girlfriend has said no, she does not want to marry him. And that sends him spiraling. And in that moment, he makes this deal for one more year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a time constraint. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. he never- Whereas Addie's didn't have a time constraint, his did. Uh huh. And Addie doesn't, he never tells Addie this, even though they're, they know each other, what the deals that, each other have made with the same person mm-hmm. um so that's definitely a twist yeah and he's wearing this watch that's mm-hmm. counting down to the end so she happens to meet him what a month before his deal is over and so then she goes and tries to make another deal with the darkness that luke mm-hmm. uh to save him and you this is what threw me for a loop i don't this is the part i was not expecting is that somehow Luke has now decided, after 300 years of Addie not giving in and being this kind of badass, he's like, I want to be with you. We're meant to be together. And you don't know if he means it or is using it to break her mm-hmm. or what, but that that's the piece that I did not expect and that really threw me for a loop. Did you – okay, so we're past the summary. Yeah. I have so many – Let's talk. Let's get into, like, knows. questions and thoughts. And, yeah. So Allie and I don't talk about these books after we read them. Which is the hardest thing. We see each other every day and we're reading. Mm-hmm. This one, we this is the first book we've done for the podcast that we're, we were both reading it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Usually one of us has read it or one not. You so might be like surprised because I forgot all the characters. <laughs> However, <laughs> we did just a fresh read, read. Do you oh. remember the part of the story where Luke and Adeline actually hooked up for like seven years? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. But that was in the 90s or... They were in New Orleans. Yeah. Which feels like where that would happen. Mm-hmm. You hook up with a weird dark god. <laughs> so he gives her a house. Yeah. I guess they'd had this like decade-long affair where... So Luke is fashioned after her hopes and dreams in a man. Mm-hmm. So he is fat... Like he is molded to her body so that when he holds her, when he kisses her, anything she's ever wanted is Luke. Yeah. That's got to be hard to... Say no to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I forget exactly how it happened, but he gives her a house in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And he gives her a key to the house. Mm-hmm. And this is a girl who hasn't had a home. This is the first time she's had mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, just somewhere to like land every single night. And she tells him that she doesn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And he burns the house down. No, that she burned it down. Did she? Because of that? I thought she was like, I don't want this and burned it down. But it also she when she's retelling it, it it's a foggy quick memory, right? Mm-hmm. When she's retelling it in the yeah. book. She says, I don't even know how the candle fell or did it she Oh that's does kind true. of say I like I don't even that. remember. Yeah. I assumed she did it, but maybe I was I was also speed reading toward the end because I wanted to know what was happening so bad. That's my life. That I 
could if someone could recap the end for me as i recap the end for my podcast that would be mm. great <laughs> are you looking to me to yes you? will you tell me exactly um, the details? i think he destroyed it for her because they okay. didn't talk after that yeah i just don't think that it was something she had wanted so badly I think he did that after she said mm. that she did not want to continue this relationship with him. Comment on who's right. <laughs> Tell us which one of us got this right. So they hadn't, he never came back for their anniversaries after that. He just disappeared. He just disappeared. This is like the one person who knows her too. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that Ali and I have talked about this book until, until we started recording was I had a like quick take. Not a hard take. Is it a hard take? Hot take. Hot take. God damn it. (laughs) Champagne makes your brain so freaking bubbly and fuzzy. (laughs) Hot take is that I kind of wanted Luke and Addie together. I did too. Okay, I did too. I... Okay, I'm going to pour myself another glass of champagne. <laughs> like, she's going to think I'm gross. Hearing them about them together yeah. and about how hard it was for her to live, you just have this dream person. I was so torn at the end when she you realize she's made this second deal with him that as long as he lets Henry live, she'll be with him. Mm-hmm. And until she, there's a like an asterisk, until he... Wishes her not by his side. Yeah. And she is basically like, I'm going to make you not want. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. She's like trying to screw him over, basically. Yeah. And I equally thought she was such a badass for making these double deals with a god and trying to screw him over still. But I also was like, I kind of feel like this would be a good sequel spicy book where you actually want to be <laughs> Hearing and about like they're out. like they're mere glimpses. I know their time together. I'm like, yeah, pl- please let them end up together. Just go be with, <laughs> just go be with Luke. Like, yeah, Henry seemed so sweet, great, and I feel bad because that's the whole that was the whole problem he had in the beginning was mm-hmm. that his girlfriend was like, I like you, but I don't want to marry you. Yeah, and I feel bad saying all of this, but. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wanted her to I be I definitely like, feel bad. That's because we've read so many enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. We wa- I wanted the enemies to lovers, and I wanted it to switch gears on me and be that. And it could have. It could have. It could have because Henry, she made the deal, and Henry yeah. was supposed to die anyway. So Henry gets to live his life. She gets to live the rest of whatever eternity is with Luke. It could have been that. good. And then when it came to her making this double deal, I wanted so badly to love that. Like, girl, it's, just be happy. This is so this book was this book was not that kind of book. It was not a what's the word I'm looking for? Trope. It wasn't a yeah. trope book. Mm-mm. It wasn't it wasn't that at all. It was a beautifully written, well-crafted story fantastic but yes at the end i wanted the trope i wanted it my heart did that tells you something about us tied up yes like oh this ended great i don't have to wonder about the ending because i already know it. it's got to be a sequel right so i follow i'm just gonna call her ve swab but that's not her name schwab schwab sorry schwab um she has talked so much about this book on instagram and tiktok about how 
she was just in she was Addie LaRue writing this book I mean how I know nothing about being an author but just how hard and how painful it is to like write through this person's experience and then also project them into the world without having any concept of how people will receive them so what we need is Sarah J Moss to pick up and work with V.E. Schwab on the Mm -hmm. sequel Mm -hmm. and give us Give us what... Do you know if a movie is in the works? It would be such a good movie. This is one... This is one I read and just kept thinking, this has to be a movie. I don't think it could be a TV series unless there was a sequel. I mean, maybe if you did a sequel. Mm -hmm. But it would make a great movie. It makes such a good movie. I don't know. The one second I was on TikTok before this. It seemed like... Let's just look real quick. So as of November 2021... It is said that they found a director and Addie LaRue is coming to the big screen. But I'm seeing nothing after that. So, I don't know. We'll see. It would make such a good movie, though. All the different eras and all the costumes you could have. All the pieces of history you would have to recreate. It Mm -hmm. just would be epic. It needs to happen. So, I do have some questions. One is, what... If you were struck with this awful curse, what would be the one era, history, piece of time, I don't know, period of time that you would be excited to get to live through? Looking back. Hmm. Is there an era? It's kind of like what we talked about with the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. How she does eras. But what what is one you would love to live through? The... Jazz age is that like? Ooh, that's the a 20s? good one. Yeah, like the pre prohibition, Great Depression, pre Great Depression yeah. when everything was roaring, roaring twenties, yeah, the roaring twenties. That would be fun. I think th- I loved the Great Gatsby. I'm sure it's problematic, like with a modern lens, but there is something about the decadence of that era that I don't know. I f- I feel like now, not that we're not spending money or tight wadded by any tight wad type <laughs> cheapos i don't know no i'm definitely a cheapo but i don't know it was just the decadence of that era that just raptured me. yeah yeah maybe it's the champagne <laughs> <laughs> when they drank all the champagne that would mm-hmm. actually i agree with you on that seems like a, i mean as a woman no time in history is just great for in modern history. I guess is great for us. There were some, definitely some that other. Tri- so your question tripped me up a little bit because like, of that. Where would I want to go back to as a like a citizen of? And really, yeah, it's all been kind of a sh- well. And I so the I think in her scenario, she's a little on the outskirts of everything. Right? She can always get away. She can't die. I don't know. You're not going to be burned at the stake as a witch. Mm-hmm. You're not going to Yeah, that's true. be killed in a war. You know, mm-hmm. she's kind of like on the outskirts. Like she feels kind of like an observer even though she's living through it. Yeah. So I was thinking about it with that lens. But yeah, I think Jazz Age would be kind of a fun one. You know, women were starting to show their ankles and stuff. You get a little bit of yeah, free. Yeah. <laughs> be on kind of the cusp of all of that. Mm-hmm. When was suffrage? Wasn't even that? I mean, it was. It's not that old either. Yeah. You know, to be kind of on the cusp of women's rights would be really exciting. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that'd be really. 
that'd be a fun age to experience. Um, it's hard because she doesn't it's not like she's going back in time and knows what's going to happen. She's living through it. Yeah, so that's that makes things a little difficult. So uh, my other question is not about it's not a weird question mm-hmm. or an alley question or whatever. But the thing I kept thinking of is and this goes back to us discussing whether people forget her when they look away from her, when they're out of her presence or how the curse actually worked. So in the book, she is she has relationships with people and it's interesting because she'll you know meet someone at a bar one of in the beginning she meets this musician who's playing oh, at a bar yeah and they go home for the night and as long as she keeps him awake and they're having this great night he's remembering her and then they go to sleep together and if she forgets to leave before he or she wakes up mm-hmm. then she has this awkward moment where they think they got drunk and just don't remember going home and it's awful, but she'll repeat it every night with the same person for like two weeks or something where she then goes to that same, where she knows they're going to be the venue or whatever and meets again and kind of perfects. And throughout the whole book, she's building, she's almost participating in society through these people. So she helps the guy in the beginning. She's helping him write a song every night. And it's her way of saying, I will exist in this world because Mm -hmm. this song exists. So you get this kind of art. She does it the same with someone paints a portrait of her. or I can't remember all of the the pieces of art. One of Henry's best friends is a, I can't remember if she's an art major, but she keeps like trying to think of a thesis to do. And she's like, no, there's just like, crazy thing in history where the same girl is portrayed in multiple yeah. Yeah. centuries and you know and it's, it's this a- muse that no one has documented I want to do that so uh-huh. it, it's referenced how her mark on history is documented yeah it is it's interesting but the thing that kept throwing me off okay if you are hooking up with some dude and he you are you're at the bar with him while he does a show and then you go out after, and then you go back to his apartment, and you goof around, and then every, whatever happens, happens, and then you go to sleep. At no point in the night did he go to the bathroom. Yeah. This bothered me so much throughout the whole thing. Because if he went to the bathroom, he would forget her, right? Yeah, it's amazing that bothered you so much. Would you be like, I'm sorry, you have to stay in my sight? I'm going to come with you to pee. I'm going to come. I think you would have to make a weird fetish thing out of it or something mm-hmm. where you're like, I or have to so go with drunk you. they don't remember peeing and then coming back and just like, I don't know. It it bothered me to no end that it, the craziest You're having these part drunk nights and no one's peeing six times <laughs> was so Henry didn't know about her curse yet and he invites her to a dinner party. I'm pretty sure. Sh- Either he knew or he yes. didn't know, like, how it how it worked how it worked with people that she'd already met. But I'm pretty sure he didn't know yet. Because he brings her to a party with all of his friends. And someone that's been treating her poorly, like, walks out and comes back. It's like, who mm-hmm. are you? And he's like, yeah. you dumbass. You just met you her. You just met her. He's like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And everyone just accuses him of being drunk. And Addie's saying their whole time, like, this is such a mistake. I can't believe I'm here. The minute the host walks into the kitchen to come back, it's going to be over. But that's what I don't get. When they walk off, but you're telling me all of these relationships she's had over 300 years, someone going to pee wasn't a problem. Mm -hmm. It wasn't documented if it was. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. The end. That one drove me crazy. There was like a fluidity. I don't know if that's a word. But of sexuality. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that was interesting to me. I feel like a couple of the books that we have, or a few of the books that we have that we're going to read this season talk about sexuality being more fluid yeah. than assigned. And in this one, it's there's that girl in New York. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only, it's, a, it's more of a modern romance. Yeah, she's had. definitely had relationships with both men and women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 300 years, I mean, wouldn't you <laughs> eventually just try things out? Yeah. I don't know. 300 years is a long I time mean, to she live seemed, and be The bored. girl that she described, so the, the book is written in Addie's point of view, and the girl she described sounded pretty sexy. Pretty baller. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, 300 years, who knows? Where you'd be Where sexually you'd be. attracted. Here's two. Making sure it's not a kid. I think we're good. There was, I, I had another thought about, it wasn't, air, oh, cities. So eras, yes. But then she's also traveling to all these different cities. And that is a different thing too. If I could mm. live in any era, that's one thing. But if I could live in a specific city. Ooh, okay. That makes it even more fun. I don't know. I thought of this in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> so I don't know. But I was thinking about World's Fairs. I'm also listening to Devil in the White City right now. <gasps> Are you really on audiobook? Yeah, can we? Josh do that loves in the fall it. Season, yeah, for sure. That um, was a book that I didn't read because I didn't like the cover. Mm, but Eric Larson, so good. God, how it's did so you good. write such a So I was thinking about like a world's. I don't know why mm. I thought it would be really f- the Nashville World's Fair. Like yeah. that's how we have our Parthenon. I was telling some coworkers about. They were asking why I had a, we had a Parthenon in Nashville, and I was like, it's part of the World's Fair. Wouldn't it be fun to go back and see? I, I don't know. I think I'd go. Why people thought it was so fascinating? Yes, they're <laughs> they weird. They're so weird. They're so weird. Uh huh. And awful, honestly. When you listen to Devil in the White City, tons of people died making this World's Fair. Mm-hmm. It's awful. But there, there's part of me that would. What are the like, the big? What are the big parts of history that would be more interesting to experience? Not a city at a certain time. That would be mm-hmm. so interesting. So, okay, put it in the perspective of so before when you were said what what era would you want to live in, and we're like, ugh, I don't know because women were treated like garbage in yeah. most eras. But if you knew you could live forever, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was saying. If, if she's not gonna die, she's not gonna be burned at the stake as a witch or something. Yeah. Like she's gonna live through all of this. Yeah. So what? Hmm. Uh, that's I, a good like. Mm, that's I don't know what era of New Orleans, but whatever she was describing, New Orleans does feel like a fun city to visit at some point in history. Mm-hmm. Not in Mardi Gras, New Orleans now necessarily. No. But There's a oh, Paris when they make the Eiffel Tower. What if you could just pop around to World's Fairs and compare them all yourself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's part of, and I don't know if this is my obsession with Mad Men, but like 60s. Mm-hmm. Um New York, or even like 60s Hollywood. I don't... It, it Woodstock would be a fun... To oh, get to experience that. So yeah. So fun. That would be a fun one. I'm kind of mad when my parents can't remember these really historical important moments in life. Like, where were you when JF Kennedy was elected president or when he was shot mm-hmm. or... 
And I feel like they can pinpoint where they were, but they can't give me like the nuances I'm wanting. Because they didn't, our parents didn't live through as many historical, as much historical madness as we are. I feel like I remember everywhere I was for everything because I'm constantly living through Mm -hmm. once in a lifetime things. Do you think that's just like the, the internet? Like what the internet brings us is more, more things that are. That's important. valid. That's valid. Or more, you're you're able to witness them in a different way. Yeah. So I, instead of like a picture on the newspaper or it's very like real footage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I shouldn't be so hard on. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of historical, mm-hmm. a, a pandemic, nine eleven, insurrection. Like all these things are once in a. They're crazy. Yeah. And we've very clearly. I've been, I was in high school when 9-11 happened. Like, we've lived through all of it. So, we've mm. definitely had a lot, but maybe it is because it's in your face more. Yeah, we'll give them a break. That's for one now. thing. For now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one thing, mom and dad. You don't get a break on so many other things, but <laughs> this one thing, I'll give you a break. Uh, yeah, let's fan cast it. All right, so let's do, let's move, let's move to fan casting. I only cast the three main characters, but I feel like that's. There's so there's so few characters mm-hmm. in I and mean, there's Henry has his friends, you have Addie's parents, things like that, but main characters there's really only three and I take, I'm, I'm t- interested to hear who you cast. I didn't cast this and to be candid, I looked at fan art. Oh, interesting. Because it was so distinct on how Addie looked in her freckles. Yeah. Um it's like, who could they even cast? This person is created. And especially Luke. I mean, he's drawn out yeah. of Addie's imagination. So I'm interested to see who you did. I will admit that for two of the characters, I went on TikTok and was just looking yeah. at fan, other fan castings. But they were so good. Give it. It no, was I so good. And no then Luke, I had one. So for Addie, I had two of them. Both look very similar. Ellie Fanning. Oh. Put some freckles on her. Uh-huh. Yeah, the freckles can be manufactured. They can be ma- And then I think it's Anya, Anya, Taylor Joy. Okay, hang on. Show me a picture. <laughs> they look very similar. I would get them confused. I did look at a fan cast for Luke's role. And some of the people I could conjure up. Oh, Brunette with freckles? Yes. Oh, she's in the... Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Queen's That's Gambit. Oh, um, the big doe eyes. Yeah. you know, I that that I saw her a lot, and I saw Ellie Fanning quite a bit. And Ellie Fanning is to me, I picture her kind of as um, Catherine the Great in mm-hmm. that the Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, she. I mean, she could be so good. I mean, just yeah, the freckles. You know, I just picture that that kind of fresh faced, doe eyed. Mm-hmm look so that was uh who i had did you have anyone for you didn't cast no, anyone? no i didn't cast anyone is that who kind of what you pictured or you picture something different no that's great like it so the even on all of the fan art that i looked at it was just a a pretty it was like a fresh-faced woman and they always was just like in pretty distinct like seven freckles mm-hmm. um but yeah, okay. no, those are great. Those are so Henry. No one I found is who I picture. 
it's gonna bother i'm gonna stay up all night trying to figure out exactly who i picture it's gonna be some i'll find some unknown actor but then i saw this one and was way into it logan lerman who is percy jackson is would be great oh my gosh he'd be awesome yes that's that's such a good one it's so good i saw it and was like oh i think i pictured him wrong yeah like this is perfect this one this is like a candid picture yeah it's great i also saw people say kit harrington Uh oh which i could see but i i isn't he oh kit harrington i can Mm -hmm. see it but i can only picture him as Jon snow so yeah it's a little hard oh now that you say that so all i saw god i just love gossip girl so much is adam is it adam brody Oh. Is that his mm-hmm. name? I know you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's his name. Um, he, like the bookstore piece, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm so into literature. And, uh-huh. Um, yeah, that'd be a good one, too. That's who I saw the whole time. I really love Kit Harrington though. If he I can, like, too. get rid of the beautiful English accent. Yeah. And make it dumb American but accent. But Percy Jack, I mean, you Logan that, that's would be true. so like, good. That's a good toss-up. I would have never pegged Logan Lerman, but... I wouldn't have either. Yeah. And I was on a TikTok and was just, yes. So good. Yes. So I good. love that. Yeah. So for Luke... This I saw what I've been lo- waiting for. Okay, I saw lots of suggest- suggestions that I disagreed with. And yeah, I was like, same. no, no. You're just- making this... Per- these are all 18-year-olds coming up with these castings, and he looks 18, and this is an old god from the woods? No. Uh, I don't know if you've watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. I've gotten glimpses of my husband watching it, and I hate it. Chase Crawford, oh, The Deep. Oh, he's from Gossip Girl, you dumb dumb. Okay, well, he's The Deep. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> this is who I picture. Is someone cut, chiseled. Done. So the internet gave me Ian Summerheld or Summer... Who... Yeah, I saw that one, too. Is who, like, they want. That's Boone from Lost, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. No. But more famously, Mm-mm. Vampire Diaries. People who think he's so hot. I just, did you I watch get, Lost? I just can't. I can't. No. When I saw that, when I saw them casting him, I was like, oh, that is just not it. Did Luke. you have anyone for, what was Henry's best friend's name? Is it name? Beatrice? Beatrice. I love that name. But no, I didn't really picture anyone strongly. I have a picture of who Beatrice would be. But I can't tell you the actors. But same with Henry. I had a mm-hmm. picture which is not Percy Jackson. It could be something that doesn't exist. That's how I feel yeah. like most like when I'm casting it in my head. If I don't see someone immediately, I picture a person. Yeah. It's just – and then I'm trying to match up for the podcast like someone that matches that person mm-hmm. if I don't see that person. Yeah, I don't have a clear picture. Uh, so we didn't picture anyone for really Beatrice. for Beatrice strongly. Mm-hmm. We picture someone, but we've yet to figure out who that person is. Yeah. Um, Give us your hot takes. Hot takes. Is there anything else we need to cover before we talk about next week? So we can talk about next week's book. So this week was Allie's. Next week is such a fun age. Mm, I am. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you want to tell? So you had mentioned to me briefly about the audiobook. I am listening to this audiobook. Usually I read, but we are remodeling a house right now. So while I was refinishing floors, I'm listening to the audiobook. The narrator on this audiobook is one of the best I've ever listened to. She is so she is having to do toddler voices mm-hmm. and 
people of all different racial and class backgrounds and is just killing it. And I've never loved narrator more in my life. I, if you want to read along with us, I highly recommend the audiobook, and I rarely will recommend the audiobook. And so this book is by Kylie Reed. And yeah, so that's what I chose for next week. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hope you all join us. Really excited to see what cocktail you come up with for this one. Haven't decided yet. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it includes cactus fruit. What's that called? Prickly pear. Prickly pear. I'm so, going to make another prickly pear margarita. Ooh. Um, okay. It uses the same ginger liqueur I used for the last cocktail I ooh, did for the okay. I think at the end of every podcast, we should actually say what ingredients you might need for the next. Because then people can kind of oh, like be true. prepared a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially a prickly um, pear cocktail. So it's a prickly pear margarita, but I've got to find prickly pears in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Englewood Market? Trekked. <laughs> The Garden Fresh in no, I haven't checked Garden Fresh. That's Garden good. Fresh. Okay. Good one. K&S. I'm going to find an effing prickly pear <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. On that note. On that note, uh, everyone have a wonderful evening. We hope you enjoyed your French 75 and the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. We and will see you back. if you're on your way to work, have oh. a great day. Oh, yeah. Don't drink the French 75. <laughs> Just drink it tonight, babe. <laughs> Don't, it's fine. We're so good at beginnings and endings. Oh, I, we're so good. We're so good. All right, everyone, we will see you back next time for the next book. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Bye, everyone.